Chapter Thirteen of Uncle Remus and Friends, Seventeen Stories by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Awful Fate of Mr. Wolf. Uncle Remus was half soling one of his shoes, and Miss Sally's little boy had been handling his awls, his hammers, and his knives to such an extent that the old man was compelled to assume a threatening attitude. But peace reigned again, and the little boy perched himself on a chair, watching Uncle Remus driving in pegs. "'Folks what's allus pestin' people, and botherin' longer than what ain't darin', don't never come to no good end. There was Brer Wolf. Stead of mindin' of his own business, he had a takin' goin' partnerships with Brer Fox, and day was scarcely a minute in the day that he want out of Brer Rabbit. And he keep on and he keep on twill fust those you knowed he got cotch up with monsters bad. Goodness, Uncle Remus, I thought the wolf let the rabbit alone after he tried to fool him about the fox being dead. Better let me tell this year my way. By and by he'll be your bedtime, and Miss Sally'll be hollering out of you, and you'll be a wimplin' round. And then Mars John'll fetch up de rear wit that air strop what I made for him. The child laughed and playfully shook his fist in the simple, serious face of the venerable old darky, but said no more. Uncle Remus waited a while to be sure there was to be no other demonstration, and then proceeded. Brer Rabbit ain't seen no peace whatsomever. He can't leave home, set Brer Wolf would make a raid and tote off some of the family. Brer Rabbit built him a straw house, and hit was tore down. Then he made a house out in pine tops, and dat went the same way. Then he made him a bark house, and dat was raided on. And every time he lose a house, he lose one of his chillins. Last, Brer Rabbit got mad, he did, and cussed, and then he went off, he did, and got some carpenters, and they built him a plank house with rock foundations. Out of that he could have some peace and quietness. He could go out and pass the time of day with his neighbors, and come back and set by the fire and smoke his pipe and read the newspapers, same like any man what got a family. He made a hole, he did, in the cellar where the little rabbits could hide out when there was much of a racket in the neighborhood, and the latch of the front door cotch on the inside. Brer Wolf, he see how the land lay, he did, and he lay low. The little rabbits was mighty skittish, but he'd got so that cold chills ain't run up Brer Rabbit's back no more when he heard Brer Wolf go gallopin' by. By and by, one day, uh, when Brer Rabbit was fixin' for to call on Miss Coon, he heard a monstrous fuss and clatter up the big road, and most fo he could fix his ears for to listen, Brer Wolf run in the door. The little rabbits they went into their hole in the cellar they did like blowing out a candle. Brer Wolf was fairly covered with mud and mighty nigh out of wind. Oh, do pray save me, Brer Rabbit, says Brer Wolf, says he. Do please, Brer Rabbit, the dogs is out of me and they'll tar me up. Don't you hear em coming? Oh, do please save me, Brer Rabbit. Hide me summers where the dogs won't get me. No quicker said than done. Jump in that big chest there, Brer Wolf, says Brer Rabbit, says he. Jump in dar and make yourself at home. In jump Brer Wolf, down come the lid, and into the hasp went the hook. 
and dar Mr. Wolf was. Then Bro Rabbit went to the looking-glass he did and winked at hisself, and then he drawed the rocking chair in front of the fire and took a big chaw of tobacco. Tobacco, Uncle Remus? asked the little boy incredulously. Rabbit tobacco, honey. You know dis your life everlasting what Miss Sally puts among the clothes in the trunk? Well, that's rabbit tobacco. Then Brer Rabbit sot dar a long time he did, turning his mind over and working his thinking machine. By and by he got up and sort of stir round. Then Brer Wolf opened up. Is the dogs all gone, Brer Rabbit? Seems like I hear one of em smelling round the chimney corner just now. Then Brer Rabbit get the kettle and fill it full of water and put it on the fire. What you doin' now, Brer Rabbit? I'm fixin' for to make you a nice cup of tea, Brer Wolf. Then Brer Rabbit went to the cupboard and get the gimlet and commence for the bowl little holes in the chest lid. What you doin' now, Brer Rabbit? I'm bowin' little holes so you can get breath, Brer Wolf. Then Brer Rabbit went out and get some more wood and fling it on the fire. What you doin' now, Brer Rabbit? I'm a chunkin' up the fire so you won't get cold, Brer Wolf. Then Brer Rabbit went down into the cellar and fotch out all his chillins. What you doin' now, Brer Rabbit? I'm tellin' my chillins what a nice man you is, Brer Wolf. And the chillins, they had to put their hands on their mouths for to keep from laughin'. Then Brer Rabbit, he got the kettle and commenced for to poke the hot water on the chest lid. What's that I hear, Brer Rabbit? You hear the wind blowin', Brer Wolf. Then the water began for to sift through. What's that I feel, Brer Rabbit? You feels the fleas a-bitin', Brer Wolf. They bitin' mighty hard, Brer Rabbit. Turn over on the other side, Brer Wolf. What's that I feel now, Brer Rabbit? Still you feel the fleas, Brer Wolf. They eatin' me up, Brer Rabbit. And them was the last words of Brer Wolf. Cause the scalding water done the business. Then Brer Rabbit call in his neighbors, he did. And they held the regular jubilee. And if you go to Brer Rabbit's house now, I don't know but what you'll find Bro Wolf's hide hanging in the back porch, and all because he was so busy with other folks' doings. End of The Awful Fate of Mr. Wolf